on this week's episode, we talk about going to an albinism conference. Yes, we're going to give you all the inside scoop and all the fun things we got to do and see, so stick around. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rare with Flair, the podcast where two 20-somethings with the same rare disease are living our best lives. I'm your host, Cassandra. And I'm your host, Casey. Wow, Case, I like just saw you, and it's amazing. I know. <laughs> it feels so good to have gotten to see you again in person. Wow. The last time we saw each other was, ju- I mean, July. Why did I almost say July? It is July. The last time we saw each other before July was October of last wow. year, which has been a minute. It's been a minute. Hey, okay, and but before then, it had been it literally great. like two and a half years. So honestly, yes. like I'm not complaining here, and no, I get to see Case again this year again again ah. this year it's gonna be so fun but so Cass so okay when this when this episode releases our two-year anniversary will have just passed when I know, you say anniversary I know. it sounds like we're doing oh that we're sounds not. like we're together nope it's the podiversary <laughs> the podiversary um, yes the podiversary is this is the 29th so it wow. is on the Friday before of this release actually and yes <gasps> Oh, what? I just realized. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, my gosh. When we recorded our first episode, it yeah. was July 26th, which is today. Oh, wow. We were cutting the... Oh, <gasps> wow. Because it was ADA day. <gasps> yeah. Um, do you remember? Oh, my gosh. And we're recording again on the 26th. It feels almost longer ago to me than that like it feels it feels like, like a century ago <laughs> a century ago because we were in such a different i mean the pandemic made everything feel so weird but yeah. um how also Cass, i um i know you know this but i'm saying it to our listeners as i'm saying it to you we only need two more reviews wow guys wow two. we need two. are you gonna be one of those two to help us get to a hundred reviews we can I finally mean, hear casey's dog i mean by after, we i mean you guys because you. i hear it <laughs> it's really being built up way too much at this point but i just am happy <sighs> we're remarkable. almost <laughs> we're almost there at the two-year podiversary so that's really exciting with two um, reviews left to go so so yeah, you yeah. can be that special person. That also, Cass, before we get into this ep of fun times, I wanted to tell our audience that we, okay, so Cass and I being long distance besties, yes. we like to watch TV shows together. Because- oh yes, I was going to talk about this. I'm so you glad okay, you did. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so glad I did too. Um, same brain. Um yeah, we like to watch TV shows together, and the way we do this, you might you might think we like watch it at the same time. No, no that's no. too complicated. We have lives, okay, people. <laughs> no, what we do is every day we have a certain amount of time of like a certain amount of episodes we need to watch of a of a show, and we will watch those episodes, and then we will send each other a voice memo of thoughts of the episode. If you and if you followed Rare with Flair for some time, you know that we watched like one of our favorite shows ever, Steven Universe, together, and we recently finished yes. it. Like I think in. February we watched the final season and the yes. movie 
But now, you guys, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, drum roll, please. <laughs> now, we are watching the first three seasons and the movie of SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes, this, this is like peak of who we are <laughs> as peak people. <laughs> of who we are. This, this Brilliant. was like formative. Uh, like, this is how we got our senses of humor. Literally, my entire personality <laughs> has been built, <laughs> has been built from the ground up by this show. This show was truly oh my foundational gosh. in our lives. Truly, truly. And watching it with you, been a blast. Well, been and a like, blast. And we just started like a few days ago. But yeah. I got to say, like, with with a show like Steven Universe, like, there was a lot that we could have, like, digested and... Um, since we had already seen the show before anyway, like we knew like, ooh, this is foreshadowing to this major plot point. But watch us deconstruct SpongeBob. Like it, it and requires we are. very little it. deconstruction. It's like a <laughs> Listen, cartoon. <laughs> you better believe we are deconstructing every moment of this show though. But why like, are we like this? <laughs> why are we like this? I don't know. Like one of my favorite things ever is like um, deconstructing like shows and stuff and I always said I would want to be like a critic if I was had a different career path so it's a lot of fun it's amazing and, and honestly like I I'm so glad that we're fine we've talked about doing this and now we finally are it's amazing yes and we're never gonna stop I think no. we're just always gonna watch cartoons we're at just the same gonna, time like each find other. another show you know what we should rewatch Avatar The Last Airbender together we should do Avatar we should do I have so many in mind I just thought of another one and it left me but yes. I have so many in mind. We'll we'll we we'll make a list. We will. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Oh, the other ones. She-Ra, My Little Pony. We're, we're making a list. Okay. Anyway. God, I would love to rewatch My Little Pony. <laughs> um, Every day of my life. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Right along to the actual topic of this podcast. A hard nobody, Everyone has left. Everyone has left. They're like, what the heck are these bronies talking about? This is the most about? boring um, podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> No, it's fine. A hard pivot to the topic at hand. <laughs> the our conference. conference. Yes, the Albinism Conference we went to. And wow. Recently we did so, an episode. And I th- when was that? Was that like February-ish, March? We did an episode about um, finding community with people like you. And we talked about going to different conferences for, you know, people with disabilities. And we've done... Uh, an episode in the past on the hermetsky Pudlak syndrome conference like way back like i want to say episode 16 um but um this time we went to the national organization for albinism and hypopigmentation is it for or of um uh, of wait of. national organization yeah yeah mm, of. i think okay yep. the, the national <laughs> federation of the blind Pits, like puts up a, a, a fit when you say four. Uh, so I'm always now paranoid I'm going to say it the wrong I way. I think it's so four. Oh, my gosh. National organization. Four. It's four. Okay. It's four. Yeah. That's I think. Oh, anyway, gosh. Not important nomenclature. It's fine. Um, but but um, this was the – was this the 29th conference, like, period? Possibly or, this year is the 40th anniversary of NOAA, which is what we're going to call it for short if we, we're not going to say that full name again. Right. Um, but um, I'm not sure how many conferences. That is a possibility. Yeah. So there have been several, many several conferences 
Um, but, you know, in this community episode, we also talked about, like, our first times there. But let's let's really quick talk about when was your first con, Noah Con case. Yes. And before I get into that, just quick disclaimer that all of our thoughts are our own. We do not right. represent Noah. We are not. This is not, you know, this is just our podcast and us talking about our experience there. So, yeah, just had to say that. But my first conference with them was 2014. I mean, no, 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 my, sorry, my first conference was 2012, oh, and my, <laughs> my last one, I had my last one on the brain, I have not been to a conference since 2014, that was my no. last one, I was planning on going in 2020, had everything ready, and like, booked, and everything, and then, you know, but what about you, when was your first and last? So, my, I, I haven't, I've only missed one between 2010 and this year and so i did not realize that okay. yeah so they're held every other year uh and the location varies and it t- typically moves like you know east west central u.s um but my first one was in washington dc and it was really fun in 2010 and then i went to the 2012 in st louis 2014 in san diego 2016 in Pittsburgh and that was my last one because I didn't go to 2018 and 2020 was held virtually which Case and I went to but it didn't really feel like we were going to a con if you know what I mean right it was great but it, it obviously awesome. you're not in person but we were both at the 2012 conference and did not know each other at all and did not yeah. meet and that makes me sad because we had H- yeah. we both had HPS and that's right? I you would think it was at the 2012, I think I said this in the other episode, like, it was at the 2012 conference that I actually first met someone else with Hermansky-Pedlock syndrome. I was 15. Yeah. So that was yeah. pretty cool. But it the was reason, not Casey. The reason we didn't meet is she was in high school and I was in college, and high schoolers have, like, their own conference going on, like, you know, aside from the adult conference. Hi, so you guys. Why. Like, the teens do the most fun stuff. They do. Uh, it's amazing. As it's an amazing. adult, like, I'm honestly really kind of bummed that I don't get to do the kids program anymore because they yeah. actually, like, go out in the city that we're in for the conference, and they do – like, all kinds of fun touristy stuff. They go to museums. They go to, like, famous, you know, landmarks and whatnot and take a bunch of pictures. And everyone has, like, white hair and, like, neon T-shirts so that they could find each other. It's, like, it's a beautiful disaster. But it's, yes. like, the, the, the teens leave the, the teen conference super psyched out of their minds and the volunteers are dead tired very tired (laughs) but but no like that's why we didn't meet and because it makes me sad that I never crossed paths with you but um I'm glad we we did um like very very shortly after that we met you know in 2014 so okay so anyway so yeah so those were our last conferences it's been a while for me as you can tell but we were so excited to go to this one because we, the last conference we have been to was the HPS conference in early 2019. Yeah. Um, that's the last conference we have like been to in person. Like in-person conference we have been to. So yeah. over over three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were just so excited just to, obviously we've seen each other since then, which is great, but we were excited to see a group of people with albinism together for yeah. the first time in such a long time. And it's an amazing feeling. Well, 
it's wild because like you, you know, you get used to living in your environment. You're probably one of the only people with albinism, you know, unless maybe like your sibling has it or like you have another friend nearby that has it. But still, like, it's not so common, obviously. But then being able to be among a group of people like you, like, man, I don't know. I felt really like recharged in a way. Oh, I could go on and on about that feeling. Yeah. Like, I know we've made a whole episode about, like, the importance of community. I think it's called, Is That How Close I Hold My Phone? Um, Which I was thinking of that title the entire time I was at the NOAA Con because I kept looking at people using their phones. Looking at people using their phones. But, like, we have talked about, we've talked so many times about the importance of community, but coming back, having not seen people in three years, Mm -hmm. for me, it has changed my mindset like about some things and it because this is what happens you're living your life in your everyday life and being disabled can feel extremely isolating yeah. even if you have a best friend like i do who understands it it's still yeah. <laughs> isolating it's yeah. still isolating and like and, we have this like we talk regularly like pretty much every oh, yeah. day and we do this yeah. pod which you guys hear us talking together but there's still something magic about being yes, there's with still something people. magic about being with everyone. And when I'm physically with everyone in person and I see people using their canes or I see people advocating for themselves and being confident, mm-hmm. what that does for me, and I'm sure like I inspire people to, like they're inspiring me, I'm inspiring them, like we're inspiring each other, like w- while we're doing it, like just being to together. To live our best lives. Yes, to live our best <laughs> lives. But it's literally just being together that makes us have the courage to keep pushing forward. Like yeah. you being with you guys recharges me to go back home to the quote unquote real world. Cause I always say going to a conference is like escaping the real world and being your, like your own little, little bubble. bubble. Mm-hmm. And, but you give me, I get, it's like recharging a battery. It literally, mm-hmm. I see it like in my mind as like a battery and it's recharging when I'm with you so that when I do go back to the real world and my real life, I am equipped to have the strength to to persevere. Like, literally, yeah. I know that sounds a little much, but, like, that's really how it feels. No, truly. for real. Like, you actually, I don't know, you want to try more and and not sit and be complacent in your yes. life. Because sometimes, yes. sometimes advocating for yourself is really exhausting, especially when, like, you're the only one who's doing it and you're the only one who can realistically advocate for yourself because you're the one who knows what you need. But, but, um, you know, you also get, like, good ideas from people when you're at these conferences. Yes, you, you do. You learn a lot from each other. And, mm-hmm. like, I, you just, I don't know, you come home, you want to put these things into action or you want to stop procrastinating yeah. on things. Yes, like, I'm not saying, you. like, <laughs> right, like, being disabled, I'm not saying it's, like, the hardest life to live in the world, but it's mm. not easy either. And it, and I think the isolating part of it is, like, why? Um, like even when I was living in New York, I like one time I was going to see Wicked because like that's what I do like just in general in my life. And I met this girl there that had a white cane and like just a random girl like on the street and she was like my age and we talked for a while and even just like seeing someone else out in the world with a white cane like that gave me such like confidence to keep going and like yeah. I don't know, it's just so nice. It's so right. nice. Yeah. It it really encourages you. Hey guys, it's Editing Casey here dropping in quickly to say that Cassandra and I recorded something at the conference while we were together, and when we recorded this podcast afterwards, we forgot to introduce the little clip, and I wanted to go ahead and throw it in here for you guys to hear, so 
Without further ado, here's the clip we recorded together at the hotel. Hi. Hello. We're back again. We are together again at the NOAA Conference 2022. 2022 in Orlando. In sunny Orlando, Florida. Here we are back again in Florida. <laughs> yeah, apparently we only can ever be in person together in Florida. That's I hope th- that we can break the streak when I visit you in Memphis later this year. Yes, we will break the streak indeed, but we just got to see each other and we hugged for a good solid five minutes. We screamed a lot and made a scene and it was everything you'd ever expect. <laughs> I almost cried. I literally felt a tear coming out of my eye. I don't know like if that was an actual tear or like my eye was just watering, but I'm going to say it was watering, so I won't embarrass myself, but I think I actually cried. I was just giggling like an idiot, so that's uh, that's my move here. <laughs> Pretty much, this is chaotic as per usual, um, but we are happy to be together and Yay. to record this episode. Yes, we're Casey is the woman of the hour, so she's going to be working and I'm going to be presenting things. So. Cass is also the other woman of the hour because she's pre- doing a thousand different presentations that I'm going to probably have to miss. Boo. Casey works real hard, though, so we're going to, like, help uh, work with registration and then... Yes. Hopefully tonight is the big kickoff. Yes, and we will explain more about this in the pod in case you're confused as to what we're talking about, but... Um, I guess here's the rest of the episode. Ooh, bye. Bye for now. Um, so we did, like, we were involved in this conference, though. We didn't just attend. Um, Right. So what were you up to during this con case? So I work part-time for this org, so I was kind of working a lot of the con, well, the first, like, few days more so. Um, you know, kind of, so basically, I guess to overview people who might not know what this kind of conference entails, um, there's a lot going on and it would take a while to explain it all. But like one of the main attractions, I guess, is like a lot of panels and sessions and workshops and things that adults with albinism or parents of children with albinism, um, or family can attend. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I spent you know, a lot of my time, like, stuffing name tags and stuffing folders and getting stuff ready. Yeah, getting stuff ready for the actual con. I also worked the check-in desk with Cass for a bit. You were there for a bit. I did. I, like, popped my head in, and She was was popping in, helping. (laughs) Um, And then just, like, yeah, running some sessions. So I want to get into that because you were volunteering a lot of different places, too. And I wanted to, like, go through, like, what are some of the sessions we we ran or we did? Because right. that's a fun part of it. Well, and, and I'll say, like, for, for some context, too, um, a couple key differences between the hermansky Pudlak Syndrome Conference and the NOAA Conference. First, the HPS Conference is really small. Like, I want to say, like, 300 people usually go. Oh. It's very, like, tight-knit and, and feels very, like, familial. The NOAA conference is really big in comparison. Like, there's, like, a thousand people there. Do you actually know how many people were at the NOAA con? Um, or, like, around 800 this year. But, yeah, sometimes in past years, a thousand. I think COVID made it maybe a slightly smaller. Yeah, okay. But still, though, it is it is quite a lot bigger, at least twice the size, or almost three times the size of the HPS yes. conference. Um, just for context. And the NOAA conference lasts generally from, like, a Thursday through 
like a Sunday, like a Thursday evening through a Sunday morning. So it's kind of a long weekend type of a yeah. venture. Um, but yeah. Um, so as I was also, oh, actually, wait, I was just thinking recently how I feel like at each con I've been at, I've had like a different role in the organization. Like I've done different stuff. Um, but yeah, this time I was helping both lead and participate in um, a few sessions. So uh, the first session that I did, um, this year they had something different that was called like Noah Talks. There they were supposed to be like mini sessions um, where mm-hmm. like someone would give kind of a 15 minute talk and then they'd have like another 15 minutes to answer questions roughly. So um, usually sessions are like, you know, double that. But um, I did a little Noah talk about guide dogs and um, I kind of just spoke to a few different like sub points of like, uh, how do you know you're ready to get a guide dog? And then um, like what things to consider when actually going to get a guide dog, like how to choose between different guide dog training organizations, because there are like, there are several of them throughout the United States and but they all are a little bit different from each other so kind of considering what's important to you as you decide to apply to try and get a guide dog but nice nice do you want to go through all of them or are we going back and forth kind of we can go back and forth so it's less monologue okay I know I did three and I can only remember two um, so I, I will try to think of it, but one of them that I was supposed to do with my mom, I was having tummy troubles and I made my mom do it by herself <laughs> because <laughs> I could not leave the room at that moment. I did not have COVID just to make that clear. I was not contagious. It was just my stuff anyway, though. But, um, but it was like a, uh, kind of like after college going into career thing from a parent's perspective and a person with albinism's perspective and kind of talking about, um, all of all of that that goes on along with that. And she was on the panel with another uh, mother and son as well. And and she said it went well. So that is good. Very cool. Very cool. Yes. Um, so I another session that I did was I co-led a session with one of my friends and uh, fellow member of the junior board, Liz Schaefer. She's very cool. And um, we did, we called it like, life hacks um but it was essentially talking about the the little things that we do every day as you know adults in our 20s um that make either like living with low vision or like taking care of our our skin in the sun or just generally living with albinism easier and so we talked about like different things that we do in the kitchen for like kitchen safety which we have talked about um on this pod before yes um, talking about like using a, like a vegetable chopper and like a cut glove um we talked about you know ways that we like make sure that we have all our stuff we leave our hats and and sunglasses by the door so we can grab them when we leave like just little things like that that make you know our lives better and easier nice nice um, another one I did, which you were having another conflicting session at the time that you could have been at, was I was doing oh, yeah. this like meet the staff and board and junior advisory council, and Cassandra's on the junior advisory council. Um, so yeah, that, that's self-explanatory what that session was, just kind of an opportunity to talk about um, everyone's role in the org. 
so that was fun. Oh, yeah. I wish I could have been there, but the session that I was doing instead um, at that exact same time was a session with one of the other young leaders in NOAA. I hope she's listening because I want to make her feel weird. Uh. Um, <laughs> um, Mackenzie Strong and I, we did a session on like albinism beauty chat talking about like our favorite makeup products, the ways we apply makeup. Um, you know, we've been wearing makeup for many years. And so just things that we've learned and when we absolutely learn things from each other, both at this session and the life hack session too, there was a pretty well. There was a pretty good crowd at the at the life hack session. There were like sixty people there. I think. Wow. But like, pe- people were like very participatory. Um, like they would raise their hands mid session to talk about products and things that they liked in both nice. sessions. Like nice. people were talking about like purple shampoo to keep their hair because most people with albinism, unlike Case and I, have like bright white hair. So people were talking about ways that they keep their hair light and just, it was very cool. And I, again, I, I got things out of the part, the participation. Wow. Why am I struggling to say that word? No, you're good. Um, you're good. <laughs> uh, that I didn't even know before. So that was super cool. Yeah. I, I also taught the kids a drama class. And <laughs> so that it's always fun to see, um, to see all the kids that look like mini me's of us and mm-hmm. i wish i could have attended the kids conference you know I, I wasn't going to conferences at that age and i know the kids conference over the years has grown and become really something awesome um and and it has a lot more programming i think too than it used to like they have a lot of guest artists and people come in to do classes with them but so that was another thing i got to do the last thing that i um, was like helping to lead as opposed to attending uh, was there was a panel for BIPOC people with albinism, black indigenous people of color. Um, so it was really, really cool. The moderator slash like session leader, she wasn't officially on the panel. Her name was Maya and she like she did a remarkable job. She's like a really impressive person. I mm-hmm. like want to connect with her professionally because I feel like she's just she's got it together. Uh, but she, um, she was really, really well spoken. And I feel like the perspectives shared on, on the panel also were like very unique and necessary in the albinism community. Um, it's it's sometimes very like confusing to sometimes be white passing when you are like black and or a person of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really cool to be able to share my experience. I was a little bit nervous to do it, but I'm actually, I'm like, I'm really glad that I did. And it also gave me a, an appreciation for, um, you know, all of the amazing things that my parents did for, uh, for us growing up. Um, you know, I really feel like they did a really great job of like involving us in, you know, Puerto Rican culture and, um, just making it a part of our lives, even though um, there weren't a lot of other Latinos around us growing up. So very, yeah. very cool. No, that's awesome. And I hope by us sharing just these sessions, there were so many more that we haven't named. But I hope just by naming these sessions that the listeners right now can understand the wide array of things provided and the different, you know, some sessions are more educational. Some are like more like a panel or presentation. But 
they're all really cool and and it's sad because you can't go to all of them you're only one person right. but some of them um you know some people are maybe doing some virtually coming up too so um so yeah it was it was really cool and then on on saturday night we have like a like a big dance party with a silent like auction a reception, yeah and some food and so the conference took place in orlando florida this year it changes every year so we decided for um the saturday night dance to encourage everyone to disney bound which is basically choosing a disney character and kind of finding modern day clothes from your own closet to to look similar, like a similar color pattern to that character without really wearing mm -hmm. a, an actual costume. And so I was Belle from Beauty and the Beast and I basically just wore like a long yellow dress or it was gold, like a long gold dress with like a rose in my hair. It was very like, um, you know, not not too impressive, but that was what I did. And I also um, Disney bounded as Anna <laughs> From Frozen. Girl, you sell yourself short, but thanks, <laughs> I thought thanks. it was really cute. Oh, thanks, girl. Thanks, girl. Um, another uh, another lady in the albinism community, um, and I did Anna and Elsa for our opening ceremony, kind of doing a parody on, like, we're together for the first time in forever in years. So I did no, two different okay, but bounds. you guys did so good. Like, they, they sung. It was they really had an fun. actual parodied version of it where, like, they changed the lyrics to be sort of relevant to like being at the conference and whatnot. And both of them are extremely talented singers. So it just, oh, everyone was really like blown away. Well, we so. thought we had to take the, thank you first of all, but we, we thought we had to take the shot to do that because a, we're at Disney. B right. everyone with albinism looks like they are princess Elsa or queen Elsa. Yeah. You know, and so, and see, we hadn't been together in so long. So it like, it, we kind of joked it that it was like it was an perfect. Elsa conference. Yeah. So that was fun. And then, so who were, I know who you were, but I'm asking for the listeners. Who did you yes, dress up so, as? Because I was so excited. Okay. Okay. I got, I have some like beef because if anyone listening to this pod has not seen Big Hero 6, go y'all are missing it. out. Go and watch it. Be prepared Go. to cry because that's Pixar. Oh, but so like, it was so disappointing because if you've seen Big Hero Six, I dressed up as Honey Lemon, one of the one of like the main group and her of costume. Characters. Yeah, her outfit was great. But if you haven't seen like, it, you would not know. Right. Well, so it was so funny. People are like, oh, who are you? And like, I was going to have people guess, but then I just started being like, have you seen Big Hero 6? And people were like, oh, no, I haven't. And I'm like, well, this makes no sense to oh, you. <laughs> nobody has seen it. Why has nobody seen it? It's so disappointing. But, but like, no, you oh, looked gosh, amazing. You you guys, it's such a good movie. Like, it's so It's beautiful. so good. But and well, the so first time I ever saw it, I thought that character is you. Like, if you see it, that is Cass. <laughs> like, the character. And especially, so, like, I think that it came out when I was, like, in high school where I had, like, really, really, really long hair. Yes. Like, like almost all the way down my back. And so does this character, which was, like, even more on brand. But she's, like, very, like, bubbly and, like, peppy and fun. Yes, um, yes. So, like, very on brand. But so, so funny because my mom had this, like, really cute, like, white dress that she was wearing that day with, like, puffy sleeves. Uh -huh. And I had not, like, planned this. Oh, I thought you but did. It, no, girl. It was literally – so I, I, I put on my Disney bound, which was, like – if you Google Honey Lemon Big Hero 6, um, you can kind of see it's 
one of the main outfits that she uses, but I had like white leggings and like a yellow dress, excuse me, that was like just in my closet and then like a yellow kind of mustard colored cardigan with like a yellow headband. These were already things I owned, but like, um, and she wears like platform heels. So I wore like my, my big wedges, but I was walking out toward like to this thing where we were going to be doing it and suddenly I remembered my mom was wearing this white dress uh, and I was like oh mom you should be Baymax because Baymax is white and and puffy and she had her cute puffy sleeves so it was so funny because then I had us like competing in like the group contest because I was like okay mom we're good now Yes. No, she looked, she was practicing her lines and saying, are you satisfied with your care? Stop. That's so cute though. Like she was so excited to do it. And I was really happy to like have accidentally involved her. (laughs) It was great. It was great. And we also had a silent auction. So many cute things. Did you get a chance to look at all this stuff? I didn't even look at what was in there. Oh, it was awesome. A lot of random blind related things. A lot of albinism things. It was very curated for our group. It was really cool. Um, But I won a Helen Keller doll. Because I have randomly amassed a collection of blind dolls, and I now have four of them. This is <laughs> when not you on say purpose. That, it's funny every time. Well, it's not on purpose. I did not purposely go out and buy these blind <laughs> dolls, but they are here, and I have them now. I have four of them. So if anybody wants to send me a blind doll, we don't have a PO box, so you can't do that. But um, if you know of any, there's one from Kmart that I want now. That's like that I don't have. I'm like, I now I'm on. You the need hunt. to explain now because I feel like our listeners don't understand. What do you mean? Like what my dolls, who they are? Yes, or? your other oh, blind dolls. Of course, sure. So there's that doll that's like, is it called My Generation, I think, from Target? I think so. Yes. It's like the, the non-American girl. Yes, it looks like an American girl doll, but it's not. And she is a blind doll with a like a white cane with a pink handle and a guide dog. Then I have a doll of Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender, who's a blind character. And I have a tall doll of Garrett, who is a blind character from uh, Quest for Camelot. And now I have my Helen Keller doll. So I won the that. Helen the Helen Keller doll option. is so cute, though. She it's looks cool. like a Barbie. It has Braille on the back. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And so that was at the dance. And then we were dancing away on the dance floor, you know, jamming out. And it was at this dance yes, that I was we gonna met say, a yes, fan. We met a listener at oh my God. the dance. Um who is a fan of the pod and that was really really cool because of course this pod is not famous we're not going to go out into our normal life and ever meet anyone who hears this pod ever and as you know we have two listeners so our moms (laughs) our moms so so yeah i know like it's really cool because it's hard to get like feedback uh from a podcast um, sometimes we get messages from people on Instagram and stuff, but like it's not like we get like comments like a YouTube video. We've talked about this before. Um, so sometimes it feels like we're just kind of putting this out into the void. But to to find like someone who actually like actively listened to our podcast, like she yeah. was actually so excited to meet us. I felt honored. And I was excited honestly. to meet her. I was so excited. I, uh, yeah, no kidding. She was the sweetest. So sh- I hope she's listening. Shout out to Zoe. Yes, for being, shout out. 
a real one for yes. listening to us. Shout out, talk we nonstop. You you made <laughs> you made our day, Zoe. You um, made our day, and so that was really fun. And then we met um, an Instagram friend too. We met a few people like we know from yes, different yeah. Um, oh my gosh, um, hmm, Noye Brailian, yes. yes, on Instagram. Yeah, she's given us some shouts out, and it was so cool to actually meet her. She is the most fun person. Most fun. And she's so, so fun. like, full of life and bubbly. So, like, thank you so much for, like, chatting with us. Like, uh, I also had, was it her? Or there was someone, it might have been her, telling me that she was like, I heard your voice down the hall, and I was excited because it was a familiar Aww. voice. And oh, like, that's oh awesome. Gosh. And I know you, Cass, were promoting the pod at certain different sessions and things a little bit. Yeah. And, and people have yeah. started following after the con, so that's really cool. So if anybody is a new listener since the conference, thanks thanks so much. Like, Thank you so much for listening. For following. Yeah, for real. It makes, it makes such a big difference. So, and, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but we on, have, but on Sunday. But on Sunday, we have a funny, funny <laughs> story. Uh, but first, we'll talk. We'll do a brief overview first about. Uh, so we went to Magic Kingdom with a, a small little group of friends. Um, so when you go to a conference, you can buy this Twilight ticket that's half price and just go um, go for half the day. So we got there at five p.m. We were there with a few other of our conference core planning team people who. You know, I feel like the people like us who were super involved, we needed mm-hmm. that that rest, you know, of kind of a relaxing, fun time. I after. would say that they're like Noah famous because they're very involved and they've been very involved in the org for some time. Right. So people like, Noah even famous. if they don't know a lot of people, they probably know of right. um, these people. Right. But. So we, uh, so it was just um, people with albinism, though going there were there were no sighted yep. people with us <laughs> yep. Yep. and we're all independent people like we've all lived on our own like we're we are able to do it it just takes and some twice of these people long. have like kids of their own yeah they're also. very like we're so all competent people we're it just, capable yeah we are capable it's just we can do anything I mean, pretty much anything other people can do, it's just going to take twice as long. It's just going to take forever, and it was it was very evident while we were at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it was, was just interesting. The case. It was almost like a social experiment because I, I mean, it's it's rare that I mean, yes, we've traveled alone for sure, and we've been alone, and mm-hmm. but it's rare that we are with a group of people where we don't just have a sighted person to be like hey, where's that thing? Or like, hey, can you read that sign? Or like, hey. And so every time we were trying to find something, it was like hilarious that oh, we gosh. kept getting lost. We had to ask like five separate cast members to yes. do anything. We were getting and turned around. <sighs> yes. It was like, and and Magic Kingdom is kind of known for having like things that are very tucked away and little corners. And so it's not easy to navigate. Especially like, the yes. left side of it for some reason. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, like, the side we were it's on. It's because there's, there's, like, a large, like, body of water in the middle, which makes, I feel like, breaks it up in a confusing way. But, yes. all right, all right, here is out. Yes, we did try to use a map, and we do know how to use a map. But also, we weren't there for that long. So, you know, we didn't necessarily, like, form a plan. Right. And so that... that was the evident part is that we didn't have a plan because the way that we often compensate in daily life 
um, for our lack of vision is by coming really prepared for things. So, you know, we sometimes if we're going to a new restaurant with someone we don't know well, like we'll look at the menu in advance and like we we go out of our way to prepare ourselves. But this time, none of us did that. Right. Kind of we were kind of just trying to have like a casual like, like a casual time there. good time. And we did. Like I mean like we had fun. It was fun. I, it was really fun. I um we did the Haunted Mansion, which is one of my favorite rides. We did the Tiki Room, which is one of my favorite attractions. It's like all my favorite things. We did um Jungle Cruise, which is one of Cass's favorites. We got to watch the fireworks. We got Dole Whips. Like, we had a really good time. I was having fun. Yeah. I think at the beginning, we were more laughing about getting lost. And towards the end, we were more like, it was getting more like annoying. But it didn't yeah. like ruin my time there. Like, I had a great time while I was there. Now, after is a different story that we won't get into. <laughs> but no, but while we were there, I love riding the Haunted Mansion with you and doing all that stuff. That was stuff so and fun. I'm so glad we've gotten to do it twice now. Twice. It felt, I know. It was just, mm. I lo- I personally like love Magic Kingdom. I know it's, I know you still love it even though it's not like your favorite park. It is not my favorite park because like not much changes from visit to visit. And I yeah. feel like it's always like, it feels more crowded than the other parks because the other ones have like more space between attractions. Yeah. But it's like, it's like you can't really have Disney without it. You right. know, like you can't, like, I don't know. It's got the castle. It's it's where most of the major memorable stuff is. Right. Um, I've never had a bad time while being there. Like I could go there like all the time and just, I'm just happy just standing there. Like even if I'm not doing anything, I just like being there. Like I love, I love MK. I mean, I love the other parks too though, but like I really. It was really cool too because like one of our friends that we were with like hadn't, like her first time at Disney was literally like a week ago with her, with her son, which was really cool. Um, but she had never been to like classic attractions like the Tiki Room and the Jungle yeah, Cruise. Yeah, so that was, it was fun. Fun to take her there to and see watch her, her enjoy reaction. It. And she loved the Jungle Cruise. And there was like the most beautiful sunset I've ever witnessed oh, in my life. Like so while we were coming gorgeous. in, and yeah, like that was a lot of fun. And like just like all of us like using our mobility tools together, and we like randomly stumbled across this disability section for the fireworks show too, kind of on accident. Like I always knew that that existed, but I think we just so happened to be going in the right direction for once um, that like, we were trying to find a place to stand for the fireworks. And I think it was because I had Romana with me um, that, as we were passing this like accessible seating section uh, or or standing really because it's like standing room but they were like oh are you guys coming in we were like yeah it was awesome <laughs> it was yeah the best like view Such I've ever a good had view of the fireworks even though we can't really see like the castle or anything but like you know I mean we can but we can't if that makes sense um right. and yeah so we can we see great... it but not the details and I love fireworks yeah. so and we Cass and I got a great picture it was that perfect time of day where it wasn't dark <gasps> yes. outside yet but the castle like already yes and the castle already had its like nighttime lights on so it's so like pretty. so pretty. We did get some cute pics, and so yeah, so it was a, it was a really fun time. But Cass and I decided to go ahead and <laughs> this is where we get to the story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and as this was happening, we were saying we have to tell this on the pod. We have to tell this on the pod. 
So Cass <laughs> and I decided to head. Disaster, y'all. It was a disaster. <laughs> uh, we decided to head back to the hotel on our own, um, which is fine. Like we, we, like I've said, we both live alone. We've both traveled alone many different times. So like we are, we yeah. are capable of doing it. But the problem is to get from Disney to our hotel, we had to take like diff- a lot of different modes of transportation. Um, yeah. We had to take a ferry boat and then a bus. So it wasn't just one mode of transportation we had to find. It was multiple. Right. Um, and, and, so you want to yeah. walk us through? <laughs> right. So like we were like pretty deep in the park and we said bye to the rest of our group and we started heading out and like. I think we probably took the long way out anyway, but, you know, we we found ourselves and we ended up on um, Main Street, which is, like, the major drag that leads up to the castle in Magic Kingdom. And um, as is Casey's tradition, we popped in to grab a Rice Krispie on our way out. And, like, that was, like, it was good. Like, we, we got to do all of that. But so... To get to Magic Kingdom from where the buses were that would take us back to our hotel, you could either take the monorail or the ferry. And we had taken the monorail in. So we were leaving and we asked what look I, I don't know if they were an actual policeman or like like a cast member or something, but we asked someone like, Hey, uh, which way to the monorail we're trying to get to our bus? And he told us, but then he said, like, oh, but the ferry's going to be way faster. And we believed him because why not? Yeah. And we were like, okay, cool. So we head down and follow some pretty big signs down to the ferry. Yes. So we get to the ferry. And I've just got to say, like, during this whole time, I am so freaking glad I was using my cane. And, like, oh gosh, it just yeah. makes me realize, like how much I love it. Like, I love that thing. I needed, I was completely blinded at night in this place. Like, I needed it. So anyway, that's that. Yeah. And and Cass had Romana, obviously. But yeah. yeah. And, and Ro had been working hard, harder than she'd yeah. worked, like during the whole conference, like harder than she'd worked in a long time because we hadn't had the opportunity to do so. But no, she was, she was doing really well. She was, she was great the whole really time. Tired, though. Yeah, she was great. We were both really tired. It's that time of night where your feet are already really hurting and everything. So mm-hmm. we get to the ferry and we were waiting for a very, very long time before the ferry it was ever like even 20 whole left. minutes. We're just At standing least. there. At least. And then we get on the ferry and had to wait quite a while once we got on the ferry. So, yeah, yeah. it was a while. So we finally... It felt like an eternity. It did. We finally... The ferry starts moving. We get to where we're going. And then we get off of the ferry and we have to find the bus. The issue is our hotel is like a Disney good neighbor hotel, but it's not a Disney property actual hotel. It's not like a Disney resort. So the Disney resort (laughs) hotels are fairly, those buses are fairly easy to find and they run pretty frequently. But um, our hotel, yeah, it was just a Hilton and we, the bus could not be found. Um, We asked. Y'all, this was like a transportation hub. So like, if, you know, if you, like, lived in Florida or if you were staying further away, like, from this point, you could go to, like, where there was parking. You could also go to an area that you could hail a cab or where you could go and get an Uber. Or there were buses, but it also wasn't clear where every bus went. But there were, like, there were a bunch of different options. Yes, and, so like, many different it places. it was honestly kind of hard to find the signs. 
And the signs weren't very clear because the sign would say like buses with an arrow. But then there were so many different bus stops and things. Yeah. And so, yeah, we went to the taxi area. We almost thought about getting an Uber. And then the person next to us said they had been waiting for a long time for their Uber already. We were like, okay, that's not going to work. We were asking cast members. They were pointing, but you know pointing doesn't work for blind people. We, we finally saw a bus stop or found or like heard about, uh, I don't think we even saw it, but someone told us the bus stop is that way. So we crossed this like, it was like eight lanes of traffic or something. It I was feel like terrifying. We were crossing this crosswalk together, like terrifying. We get to the bus, bus stop and the girl there is like, oh, this is for the Disney college program dorms or whatever. Oh and, and every like, bus oh. that's driving by isn't stopping. Like, we were like, yes. oh, I guess this isn't a yes. bus stop. So, like, we, we had to cross back <laughs> over the street. We had to cross back Y'all. over the scary, busy street. It was scary. There were a lot of cars. And, like, it was late at night. And it was, like, kind of rainy and, like, foggy um, because it had rained earlier that day. So it was, like, wet and foggy and, like, hard to see. And, yeah. This whole, like, time at this transportation hub – it probably was only like 15 to 20 minutes, but it was 15 to 20 minutes of, of true sh- and sheer panic. <laughs> yes, yes. And it, and I mean, that combined with all of the fairy stuff we had already done, we were just tired. And um, we found we found the bus stop <laughs> and we were like deliriously like laughing. We were like, we have to put this on Rare with Flair. And um, we were losing it, our minds. Like we oh. found it, though. Like, you know, I think that's like the main takeaway is like it's really annoying when you're not with a sighted person to have to find things. That's one of the hardest things about being low vision is like yeah. navigating your surroundings. Like navigating yeah. is hard. And we. Well, because like everything is on you. Yes. Like, yes, you have you're the one you're the only one responsible for getting you back. Whereas like. Especially when you're tired. It's like the feeling of, you know, even if you are like a sighted person, it's the feeling of being with your parents where like you can just follow them and assume like, oh, we're going to get there because like they're the ones leading. Like you can just yeah. like like not have to have your brain in a really heightened position uh, and be able to like take a metaphorical backseat. But right. that's not something that you can do when like both of you are blind or you're by yourself. Like it's just it was such a process and it made me appreciate sighted people. However, that doesn't mean that like even having a sighted person around doesn't mean that you would find it any easier because like at the airport with my parents, like I, I was the one who knew the way. And, like, we had made a wrong turn, and I was like, no, guys, it's that way, because I knew the airport well. Yeah. Um, so, just because you have a sighted person, there is no guarantee that it would get smoother. But it oh, was no, really, yeah. like, People mentally... Get lost. Yeah. Yeah. It was just mentally exhausting, is what I was saying. Right, about. right. No, yeah, sighted people get lost all the time, too, at Disney, I'm sure, because it's, like, a lot. It's big, and it's a lot. But, no, I mean, I did... I think we did feel, like, a sense of accomplishment that we did find it. I mean, like, I think... It shows that we are able to do it. It's just going to take longer, like I've said a million times. But that's, I mean, that's the main takeaway is, like, it was kind of an adventure. And it was kind of frustrating. But it's kind of like you, in the real world, when you're with other side of people, you don't have to, like, face your disability as much, maybe, as when you're, like, with other people. But we were, like, delirious on the bus ride back. And we were, like, singing all the songs that they were playing on the... (laughs) On the radio, like, it oh my was gosh, of hilarious. course, because we're like the only people apparently on earth that notice background music. We have to talk about that in more detail at some point on this pod, but yes, 
we're always noticing the music playing anywhere we are. And even if it's like very faint in the background, we're noticing it. And so we were singing all the songs, not not very loudly. We were like singing them as like in like slightly dying voices, like cats yeah. dying. And like, um, <laughs> I joke that that's my toxic trait is like interrupting a conversation to point out the music. Yes. No, um, me too. But like, but like there's a video of us that was on Case's phone. Yes. Of us singing like I took don't this go breaking video, my heart. This like unhinged video of us like at <laughs> at one in the morning or what no, eleven thirty. I don't it know. It was eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Felt like one um, in the morning. It felt like one. And we were like, yeah, singing Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Anyway, we made it back to the hotel in one piece. Thankful it's for that. Terrible. And I'm I'm really glad we went to to Disney because I feel like when you go to Orlando, you know, like it's you can definitely go without going to Disney, but that was a fun little ending to the long conference oh, yeah. weekend. And so I'm really glad we went. Um, and I um, and then the next morning we were leaving. And as we were leaving, Cass's amazing mom, Sandra, shout out, um, gave me a little gift of um, these little socks that say plant mom because we love plants. Yeah, we have and then matching she, ones. Yes, we got matching. And then she also gave me a giddy, a cookie from Gideon's Bakehouse, which if you're going to oh. Orlando, Florida at any time, because it's only there are only two locations in the world and they're both in Orlando. Um, if you're going to Orlando at any time, Gideon's Bakehouse, it is unreal. The cookies are like half a pound. They are... They're amazing so good. and i love they're a so good it's like victorian almost like a spooky theme yeah um but like ah uh, the cookies are amazing the the ones we had were like we had like a a chocolate chip pecan yes not pe- pecan, uh, um, the toffee yes toffee that's my favorite oh, one we loved that one that and one was my favorite was, yeah yeah, same. Oh my gosh. And there was also like a cookie of the month that we tried that was like um like chocolate chip orange sea salt. It was Yum. So Yum. It was so oh, I tried so many different flavors. The cookies and cream, amazing. The peanut butter, amazing. It was great. I love cookies. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, Phenomenal. So many good like we Casey had heard about how did you hear about it? I went in February of this oh, year. Okay. So, like, Case told us about it, and then we went, and, like, we went on, I think, like, Friday, and then we went back again, like, on Saturday, and then on Sunday, and then on Monday. Ah! (laughs) We just kept getting more cookies. (laughs) Yes, it's so good, and you can't, like, they don't ship, so you have to get them while you're there, and, like, yeah, it's so good. Anyway, though, we have a quick... We have... A quick game. Um, So we're just going to do a quick little, like to end this app, a quick little conference this or that to round off the episode. Who wants to go first? Okay, okay, okay. Um, Let's see. All right. So the first one we've got here is... um, uh, it's not it's it's not as clean as this or that necessarily. It's this or this or that. <laughs> yes, this or, or this or that. Or it's like um, East Coast or West Coast or Central location for the NOAA Con. What's your fave? 
Well, you know, I would say central because it's the easiest to get to. Like we could probably drive there like St. Louis. We were able to drive. But it is really fun to go to the East or West as well because you get to see and go places you might not like be able to go to as often. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I I do really enjoy the central ones because we drove for both Pittsburgh and um, St. Louis. But, yeah, San Diego was a lot of fun, which is not at all close, but a, always a blast. Um, yeah. It's funny because, like, every time we go to, like, a very notoriously sunny place, we tell people in our lives we're going to an albinism conference, and they're, like, yeah. it, it, like in San Diego or Orlando, they're, they were, like, Okay, but why? why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so true. But I love those Okay, we're places. not allergic to the sun. Right. I had fun in both of those places. So, yeah, Same. totally. Um, okay, so for the conference, uh, this or that, opening ceremony or closing ceremony? I'm always a big fan of the opening ceremony because, like, I'm already, like, hyped up for conference. So, like, yeah. it just really puts me in the spirit. Um, yeah. I feel like it's always, like, they're always cute and goofy and, and very, like, niche humor for our community, too. So I, yeah. think, I think we all appreciate both, though. Yes, we have this mascot that's a big bottle of sunscreen, and he made an appearance at our opening, and I thought that was such a fun, <laughs> that was a really fun touch. So I loved it. Um, but also, yeah, the closing is, I agree, I think the opening for sure because of the excitement of the weekend coming um, and starting. But I think the closing one is fun because we usually announce our next location for the next conference at that. That's true. Um, that's that. true. And so that's fun. That's a lot of fun. This year wasn't like that just because of the way 2020 was. Um, we were supposed to be in Orange Cal- County, California in 2020. Um, and that got moved to 24. So we already knew where we were going to be. Right. Uh, but that is always highly anticipated. Like, you know, like, people throughout the weekend are, like, trying to, like, get in good with, like, the board members and stuff to, to try and get it out early and leak right. the information. But it's it's under, like, lock and key. So yeah. um, I'm looking forward to at the next con that anticipation as well. Yes, and then the last right. one that we have is um, panel session or presentation kind of lecture session. Those are both really, really good in different ways. If I, like, had to choose, because I really like them both, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe a presentation. I like those. I feel like I usually learn a lot. They're very informative. Yeah. Um, and I really liked hearing, I really like hearing what people have to say and the, and the PowerPoints they put together and all that. I like, I really enjoy that. So what do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really like presentations just because, like, you get to go a little bit deeper into a topic. Yeah. But a panel's really cool because you get sometimes very different perspectives all in the same – at the same time, like, people get to share different sides of their stories. And I feel like, you know, you always gain a good appreciation for, like – I don't know, like, your own experiences too because every – like, even if you all have albinism, like, it doesn't mean at all that you have the same experience. So um, it's always very cool to learn from other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. I can't wait for the next con, even though it's in two years, but we have our HPS conference in between and we're hoping to be able to go to that. Yes. So that was fun reminiscing about the con. And I, and I know this will be fun to look back on years from now to remember all the fun stuff we got to see and do. 
And yes. we we hope if you were there that you said hi, or if not, we'll meet you next time. And thanks for listening. And until then, don't forget, two reviews left. Two left. Will you be one of them? Who knows? <laughs> Thank you, guys. And we'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Bye. Bye.